2: So Jeff Hurst, the trailer booking and Billy Bones. I'm proud of West Ham United, we we'll celebrate our victories. We we'll stick together and defeat. I'm proud of our history. West Ham
3: United, more than just a podcast. More than just a
4: Good evening, everybody. You're listening to Munch, the podcast, 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 or good morning or good afternoon, depending on when you're listening. Good evening uh, and good night. Good. If in any case I don't see you. <laughs> I, I'm George uh, in the studio with Sean. Hi, Sean. Hello, George. It's with Reese Jones. Hi, hello. Right. Hello. And John Bucci. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm right, thanks. Good.
2: Grumpy git. Grumpy uh, git? Why, is, why is oh, so I'm you're, fine?
5: You're always grumpy. It was the tone that you said I'm fine. It uh. was... I'm
2: fine. It's gonna be one of those, is it? Oh, yep.
4: Well we're all quite upbeat actually
2: for
5: yeah. considering
2: such a rubbish that we support game such yesterday. a shit team. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let it get you down all the time, no, otherwise no. you'd be depressed yeah, all absolutely. the time.
5: Absolutely.
4: Right? But yeah, so let's let's talk about the the let's, storming let's game crack that, on. that did take place yesterday and on Sunday. Um the villa Aston Villa away. Carrot and Blues which I think confused our yeah, players a Yeah, did anyone
3: lot. else find that, the kits,
4: a bit confusing? No. It's just thought, my eyes then. I thought our players got a little bit confused and they kept forgetting that we were the ones in the blue tops and not the Clarence but blue tops. Was especially Cute. like Nolan and Noble. Noble gave the ball away more than I've ever seen him give the ball away. Do you more? reckon Noble. he really was giving
5: it to the Clarence Blues? <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> I reckon there was some of that. The other thing, a lot of people were complaining, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm sure it is, is the away kit, something about they bought the new away kit and basically, they're not using it. So, did they bring out a dark away kit and they keep on playing in a light blue away kit? Don't I don't know. know? People were complaining. I What's that was point? Our away kit
4: that always used.
5: Well, <laughs> maybe they brought out a new away kit and they not. Someone was complaining. There was a few people complaining on Twitter. I can't quite get to the bottom of it because I haven't got the away.
2: As the complaint that did you listen, listen to six oh six? Someone, some West Ham fan, rang in and said he's throwing no people around and were throwing their away season tickets on the floor and walking out.
5: Wow. Well you will you're here from our fan of the week later, who was there? I'm not or sure he's been
4: is to there. the last three away games. They're rather disappointing. <laughs> well, the whole season. <laughs> well, you
5: you not heard what they've been doing on Talk Sport? They've been slating uh, Big I was Sam. To that. yeah, you heard that yeah. this afternoon. They've been slating Big anyway, Sam. We'll on talk, talk about sport. that more. Let's yeah, talk later. about
4: the game. Um, so we lost two-one. In case you didn't know, yeah, uh, <laughs> we had.
5: They scored all three goals.
4: They did. We didn't <laughs> even score. <laughs> no. Uh, Villa had 45% possession, we had 55 so dominated in possession. At half-time, it was 62% Villa and 38 West Ham. That's a bit of a change-around, isn't it? Yeah, well, we, we definitely had a better second half. First half, half
2: then, was atrocious. Yeah.
4: We had 13 shots with seven on target. Villa had seven shots with two on target. Does that seem right? That comes
5: straight from the BBC and they're never wrong. Is that right? They only had seven shots and two on target, and we have 13 and seven on target? Because if you just look at shots and targets... We dominated them, like Sam said.
2: Well, if you watch the game...
5: Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, let's move on to that bit. Did do you, you wanna... watch the game, Sean? I? I did watch the game did on you? Sky. Yeah, mm, well, well done. So, there were two quotes which i put in the running order, George. Do you want to do the honours? Big Sam quotes. One Big Sam and one uh, Kevin Nolan quote.
4: Apart from all Aston Villa fans, anyone who watched this afternoon knows we deserve something. Aston Villa created and contributed nothing.
2: Is he deluded, John? Absolutely deluded. And yeah. Kevin Nolan? I'll let someone else do Kevin Nolan.
5: I'm not doing it in a, in a Geordie accent. Go on, uh, Rhys. That'd be funny because
3: he's scouse. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do it as. Go on, <laughs> go on Rhys. Sean, the knowledgeable <laughs> <laughs> football pundit. <laughs> he got his maths wrong <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Well. Oh, no, I funny. did him for that. <laughs> yeah, good, <laughs> good, on, go on, Rhys. He's uh, is is scouse? Yeah. Okay. Hey, I thought we were worthy of the three points, to be honest. I thought we dominated the game. <laughs> if we keep producing the form we're showing, and what, what I mean think? by that is the performance on Sunday was good. Oh, that was bad. And keep producing the amount of chances we're making. I'm sure it's going to turn for us. I've got a
4: cold. So, is he deluded? I don't know, there's a little uh, comeback <laughs> of DGQT there, wasn't there? Mm. Uh, um, I, think, I think they're both pretty deluded, to be honest. And um, Durham was really laying into Big Sam on Talk Sport today, wasn't he? Yeah, so, yeah um, he was.
2: What, in relation to that quote? Or? You know, just all
4: of it. And apparently Big Sam said that um, all the sports science stuff said that we had a really good game and everything. And he, <laughs> Durham was just telling him where to well, stickers, sports. On well, I guess,
5: not. I guess that's what he was looking at. What we've just looked at is which we had. the yeah. We had, yeah, we had the majority of possession. We had the majority of shots, and we had the majority on target. Yeah, but we had
2: absolutely no passion and nothing going on. It was a, the first half. I, I tweeted. Sam doesn't look at that. He just
5: looks at his laptop. You know that, John. I just said, if,
2: if I weren't a <laughs> West Ham, if I weren't a West Ham fan, I would have turned that off. He
5: didn't watch the game. He had the laptop in front of him. He looks at the laptop.
2: So we, we talk about football.
5: A lot, of peop- a lot of people did. <laughs> <turn the game laughs> We'd have
3: to
2: change the name. <laughs> Changing the, the podcast. you—you <laughs> no,
5: you uh, said you were going to watch Country Fair or something. Country Fair. I'm <laughs> going to <turn laughs> over <I'll> and <watch laughs> Country, Country Fair. Far. I don't know. Is that a TV
2: program? Well, I watched Wreck It was, I watch Ralph. It was, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really poor. It's just
4: so. It was probably one of the worst games I've ever
2: know, seen. You, yeah, we've gone. We've gone to Villa, who we are like right in the bottom half of the league struggling for form and points and we don't even challenge we just first off we just
4: just, it just comes back to the question of the setup and the formation of the uh, team though because that seems the whole mindset it's clear that none of them are happy with how how they're they're being set up away from home maybe subconsciously obviously because they're they're not winning games it's as easy as it seems though the formation changes like every couple of like 10 minutes or changes so changes from home and away
3: yeah but like it, it's one minute it's 3-4-3 three, three, and then it's 5-3-2 it's just yeah,
2: it's 4-5-1 it's, four, five, one. it's I mean, yeah, just that's the he way started of. with three centre hours yesterday didn't he? Mm. With wing backs but they, he changed it half time made it 4-4-2 four, four, but it was mm. it was so I just no, personally I'll just be I'll be glad when we get I said that as well get an extra three wins now let's get safe and be done with this season and let's build again. And yep. if Sam ain't there, then Sam yeah. ain't there. Well, I've they? got
5: some I've got some questions as normal. Oh. Um, we haven't got any Ian Dale player ratings because he's so depressed. He hasn't put them up yet. So um, starting with Joey O'Brien, what's your rating of him? He obviously got taken off, injured. but
2: I think Joey O'Brien's been improved this season. Obviously I'm talking
5: about right. Sunday, though.
2: Well, Sunday, he, he, he came injured in the first minutes. Sort of 20 minutes or so. You seem to be doing yeah. all right. I, mean, I think he's, better, he's a better...
4: Are you going to go through every single one of
2: these
5: players? No, I'm just going to go through some of them. Nobes. Shocking. It was yeah, one of was his was worst. Gave away game. the penalty. It was Everybody poor. said it's one of his worst yeah, games. I agree with that. It was. Yaskalainen. I've, I've never seen him ask give ask him ask the ball yes, away. Yes. this yeah. is a big question. Oh, sure. He spilt oh. the ball. God.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on. I mean, he's, was what, he's nearly 40 years old and I said that to you and you came back and me with Friedel. Oh, my brother, yeah. I was like, well, Friedel's Good and been good for a long time. He's mm. carried on. I mean, he couldn't even get in the Bolton side, and he's our main.
5: I, you know. I I've defended him up to now, but after Sunday's, it's performance, just that it
4: was like four minutes in. Benteke rolls a ball along the floor to him. Mm. He sort of jumps on it and pushes it out. As even yeah. even the second it out of himself.
3: The second he kind of just falls to his knees.
4: Yeah, the, se- the second he just watched it go past, and him. it wasn't particularly why in the cold, corner why at why all. Why cold jump? Yeah, I know. Mm. It's just... It's okay. So uh, Pogatets. Pogs. Average. Didn't do anything wrong with really, it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. We got yellow card. I was wondering whether he was going to... Mad dog. He did that.
2: It. He did that. He took one for the team there. When yeah, got they, were breaking, card, they were breaking there he, he, he did him.
3: Nolan? shocking, shocking again. I've got to say the armies, I, I don't think he was a six the Army did all. more than Nolan but but I think the armies let the the final the touch everything go to his head because yeah. Arsenal's come in he thinks I can run round everyone the amount of times he tries to nutmeg people now yeah he just turns it, it, into them doesn't he it's just ridiculous I just think Taylor poor again
5: Bazte
4: yeah. Yeah. came on didn't do much well, none of them did much Cole was poor Cole no I mm. think no,
5: I'm going to disagree with you I think Cole run his tits off and I thought Andy Carroll did all right, but Carroll he didn't get the a service. Carroll had a good game. Yeah. Game. So yeah, I would... No, I would, no, I would with that. The two people I'd do is John, Joe Cole and Andy Carroll saying... But Carroll
4: had a really good chance where it fell on his left foot and he put it straight over the bar. I
2: don't think Carroll had a particularly good game. You you right? he done all right. He got
4: our only shot on uh, target. Yeah,
2: but ev- everything he did, he laboured. Everything we he... Had every shot he tried to do, he looked, struggled to get it away. Seven on
4: target, oh, but don't you? you know, know what I mean. The one good chance yeah. that was cleared off the line. But... Mm. Carroll always looks laboured than that. He, he's like a horse, isn't he? He gallops around. Like
3: but I think Carol needs the other people for in our burgers. Him. Yeah. <laughs> to, to play well, because he just wins. He wins a lot of headers. He did win quite a few, but there's Nolan or Vazte or anyone else was not feeding off. £10.7 million, pound
5: Matt Jarvis, was sitting, sitting on, on, the on the bench.
2: Well, I mean, he hasn't done anything that um, deserves to be
4: playing, to be and fair.
5: 32 and £32,500 a, half thousand pound a he, week, um, Shemak... Was also sitting on the bench. But he, the Jarvis, the
4: that would have been a perfect game for Jarvis. You've got Ron Vlar and Kieran Clark playing centre-back for him, mm. who are both not having a great season. All you need is Matt Jarvis uh, to whip balls in. It's
2: just a culmination of, of us. We'd we done so well, and all the optimism was there. We got, we got done out of the cup because he picked a shit team. And then he, we went, where did we go? And we got stuffed.
4: Arsenal. Arsenal.
2: Fulham. Yeah, I mean, he, he picked up, because he didn't, didn't change for the game against Arsenal, put a shit team out, trying to get these, we need three wins. I honestly think 36, 37 points this year, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, I think it will be enough. And we've done so well, and now we're struggling now to get over that line. We'll be fine. I know. At uh, the end of, I, the end of I, that, no, right. we're not going to go down. We're that brings important part. We're going to be sucked part. into it, though. Important part. Be, yeah, but it just makes Sam it Allardyce. hard. makes it hard watching again. It makes it a struggle. It makes, takes the positives down to a negative again. Right.
5: Let's talk about Sam, because as we said, um, loads of people on Five Live and Talk Sport have been calling for Sam's head. Probably, um, you know, I, I know they probably just put on the negative fans because it makes good radio. But, you know, at the... I'm going to defend him a little bit here. At the beginning of the season, his job was Premiership survival. Okay? We're in 11th place still. Oh, yeah. We're that newly promoted 11th, 11th place in our first season back to the Premiership. If you ask a Reading fan or a, a Southampton fan... Absolutely would you like to change places with West Ham? They would do in yeah, a shot. And I think everyone agrees that we won't go down. So what's the problem? Premiership survival was his target. Has he not delivered?
2: Not yet, he hasn't.
5: Yet, but yeah, he no. will do. We all agree. Does, anyone think, so, we're, no, does just, anyone think we're going to go
4: down? Here? We're not going to go down, no. And and so I, he I, I will know, deliver. I know what you're saying, but the way, I know it's so cliche to say it, but the way we're playing football isn't, Good at all. Well,
2: I understand that the effort and, and the and I mean I don't go half as much, but the effort of doing and going to watch West Ham, it's it's all time and money. And yeah, it's, it's
5: a well, we've load looked of good at, at home, and we mainly go to the way the uh, so home games, and we've gone to a few away, but mainly go to the home games, and the home games have been good. A lot of good but it just
4: seems like he's blind as to what needs to be changed. Oh. And it's been so many games where we've played the same system and it's just not worked. He we bought on, we one
5: person we didn't mention is uh, Carlton Cole. He bought Andy, uh, Carlton Cole on with Andy Carroll and, and went 4-4-2.
4: Yeah, didn't Cole not jump in the wall, which is why the ball <laughs> went in the back of the net. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're talking from the Sky viewers' yeah. perspective. But today, Sean caught up with... Craig Wildman who is our fan of the week this week and he was at the game so let's listen to what Craig had to say
5: and we welcome to more than just a podcast he's our fan of the week he went to Villa Park yesterday it's Craig Wildman hi Craig
6: hello nice to meet you Sean
5: how how's it going? Are you still depressed from yesterday?
6: I am a bit, mate. I must admit, yeah. Um, I went to Villa Park yesterday with the optimism. I think most of us went there with after Sam's midweek comments that we were lacking goals, uh, and then seeing the lineup he turned out was thoroughly disappointing. And to be honest, sucked it all out of me as soon as I got there.
5: Yeah, well, uh, the one thing I will say is, obviously, I w- watched on Sky as a lot of people did. I mean, all I could hear all the time is is the away fans singing. I don't know how many were there, but uh, you know, you hear bubbles. Ten minutes in, you could hear, still hear bubbles, and you never heard the away fans' spirits drop at all. It was just West Ham singing, empty seats from Villa, and, and nothing else. Is is that your experience?
6: Yeah, definitely. I think that's I think that's most mostly my experience away from home, Sean. To be honest. Um, you know, before kickoff there was a bit of a bit of a buzz between the fans. I think we pretty much sold our allocation out. Um and then seeing the line up, it did take a lot out of the lads to be honest. Around me, uh was to play five at the back away to a struggling villa side is inexcusable for me to be honest, Sean. Uh, you know, I spent the best part of two hundred quid on, on Saturday. Me and the old man went and it just wasn't good enough, mate. It wasn't good enough for me.
5: Well, early on we had a Jaskalainen miss. Um, you know, questions are being asked by him. What do you think now?
6: I thought he was woeful yesterday, to be honest, mate. And I think he, he hasn't been up to scratch since he's come to us. Uh, I never fancied him in the first place. I must admit, I was a big fan of Greeno. Uh, and I do think he's a step down. He, he I don't think I've ever seen him come off his line. I don't think I've ever seen him command his area from a corner. I have no confidence in the bloke whatsoever. And yesterday just didn't
5: change my mind. Okay, let's move on to defence. Obviously, Joey O'Brien went off, wasn't having the best of games. Um, What's your view? Who were the the heroes or villains, or or just villains, yesterday in defence?
6: I thought Tom Cunnery was solid, to be honest. Sean, I thought they were fantastic. Uh, Them two and Joe Cole were by far my man in the match. Joe's been playing out of skin lately, to be honest. He's been very good. Which is much more than I expected of him. Um, we are very light in the full-back position. I think everybody knows that. The Mel doesn't do it for me. He's a bit too slow.
5: And, uh, and how about our new guy? What did you think of the new guy, Pog old Emmanuel Pogaditz?
6: Pog's. He was a yard off the pace for me. I don't think he. I think with a few more games under his belt, he might. He might do the trick. You know, him and Ginge are going to be big, strong lads, and then you've got Tom do the quicker ones. Pogs yeah, looked did, a bit off the pace, a bit to me.
5: I did worry, worry when he got his first yellow card. I thought this, you know, this could be his first. Dip yeah, year. exactly. Yeah, yeah.
6: I thought Zogby was going to tear him a new one here. Uh, it was a yeah. un, completely unnecessary yellow card as well. It, it was ridiculous. The bloke was going nowhere. I thought he yeah. summed up his game, to be honest. He, he looked a yard off yeah. the pace.
5: Let's move on to midfield. Uh, Noble didn't have gave away the penalty. N- Nolan missing again, uh, and you've already said Joey Cole. Um, you know, played out of his skin, uh, but a bit of anonymous midfield from our view. I don't know what you saw there. It's always better to see it in in person.
6: Of course, yeah. Again, I think it went down to formation. To be honest, I, nobody seemed to know what they were doing. I mean, Matty Taylor, how he starts for West Ham is beyond me. What was he doing Was he playing a wing back? Was he playing full back, winger? He he, he was just a nobody. I love Mark Noble, but knows had the worst game I have seen for a very long time. He, yeah. he couldn't pass to save his life yesterday, and Nolan has been a passenger for the past four weeks. Would you say he yeah. he doesn't do it for me at the moment? I'd love to see Joe Cole in his position. I really would. Um, I thought we were crying out for Jarvis and Coulson yesterday, to be honest.
5: Yeah, no, I think a few people were saying that. Couldn't understand why Jarvis, uh, you know, was dropped. Um, I know he's had some off games, but if everyone's going to play like that, then, you know... Well, of I course, yeah, exactly. Imagine.
6: Exactly, where's the arm? I mean, it's it's, it's negative from, from start to finish with him. You know, how yeah. Matt Taylor got in front of Jarvis, Just Jarvis hasn't been amazing, don't get me wrong, but at least if your entire game plan relies on Carroll and you're not playing a winner it's just pointless to me.
5: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Carroll, because obviously, same old plan, knock it to the big chap up front. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple of chances. Carroll, can Can any of it be blamed on him? Should he have done better?
6: I th- he looked disinterested at times, to be honest, Sean. He's a good player, but the trouble with us is when we play one up front, we're so, he's so isolated. I think it's even worse when it's Carlton. I think people do get around Carroll a lot more, but that's Nolan's main job, and as I said, Kev was just nowhere near in most of the game. He was holding the so, ball up for far too long.
5: So Carlton Cole came on, obviously. Um yeah. Carlton and, and Carol didn't really change the what your view on on Carlton?
6: I love Carlton to piss, but he's never <laughs> gonna be that number nine we need. He's never gonna be, his he? Let's be I he looks clumsy when he come on, you know. He could, he had an editor right at the end that he could have won it to be. I thought he'd won it right at the end I think we all have Carlton, but I think we all know He's never going to be that number nine we need, is he?
5: No, probably not. So, uh, finally, obviously, disappointment at the end. I'm sure it was a long trip back. I don't know how far you had to go, but I mean, it's always bad on the end of a defeat, especially when they scored 2-1. They scored all three goals. They got the own goal. <laughs> uh, Sam said afterwards um, that, basically, we're unlucky again. Um
6: were we unlucky or did we deserve to lose? I genuinely can't believe what game he was watching. I mean, second half, we were better, but we had to be because the first half was, was a Sunday league half, to be honest, from both teams. Um, no, no, we didn't threaten enough whatsoever. He left it far too late to play a 4-4-2. Only yeah. then did we really start causing them problems. I'd say at 80th minute onwards, you could feel the nerves from whatever our yeah. fans were there, um, Yeah, you could we, feel the we could
5: have grabbed a draw, but yeah, absolutely. I
6: think we were worth a point. I think we were worth a point. We certainly weren't worth all three.
5: Yeah. Anyway, last question. Nolan said an away game is coming, an away win is coming. I don't know when. We've got 12 games left. Quick question: Yes or no? Are we getting relegated this year? No, no. I don't Good. think so. Glad to hear it. Craig, thank you for being guest on more than just a podcast. Um, no you know, we always like the, the way fans. i i only go to the southern away games, but I, you know, I think I really respect the people that make all the trips, you know, up and down the country. If people want to follow you on Twitter, what's what's your
6: tw- handle that, on Twitter? At Wildman Thank you, Craig. Thank you very much, Sean.
4: So that was Craig Wildman, fan of the week's impression yeah. of the game. Say play and respect, I always That'll say work.
5: this to the people who actually spend their money, as you heard, he spent over 200 quid, um, to make the journey, uh, week in, week out. Although, you were saying earlier, someone was, people were throwing away their waste That's why I listened tickets. on the old Five Adrian Live Durran stuff. must be rubbish.
4: It wasn't Durham.
2: It wasn't right. Durham, it was Radio Five Live, it was just yeah. a phoning guy. Yeah, right. So, who knows? But you're right, I mean, what you, you were saying then, while he was playing, We need perspective, we're newly promoted... we're we're in 11th position, we're likely to be safe.
5: I have no doubt that Sam Allardyce will be offered a new contract. Uh, As West Ham fans, we're doing a normal knee-jerk reaction. We've lost a few away games, and we're calling for his head. And And I don't think there's anyone better. I don't think there is a better manager who will come with us. There's a a manager with more experience. And the people who keep on calling for Paolo Di Canio, right, he's not ready yet. He's He's hot-headed... He's passionate, yes, but that won't that get sh- us anywhere. That
2: shows you as far out of touch of West Ham fans why? as you've ever been. The fault that you're saying we've lost a few is why we want change. It's not. West Ham fans are happy to lose games as long as they lose trying and trying to, trying I to win. Und- I know. I do and understand and that, that's, that, John. That's, that's the West Ham fan ethos. So, you know, that's the difference. I do understand. So, that's not why people are calling for him. And I don't think they should get rid of him. We need stability. But if it, I, would, I would gladly get rid of him if he meant he took Nolan with him because he keeps persisting with Nolan. He's given us nothing. He's got to drop him and All try right. I know else. you're going to say I'm
5: a broken record, but and I said last year we were prepared to have hoof football and unattractive football to get up to the Premiership. I'm going to equally say that in our first year in the, the, the Premiership, until we're established we may have to have attractive football and we've got to accept that. And yeah, there I, are some people who say, I don't want that. I'd rather play in the championship and they're, they're entitled to their view. Well, halfway but through the season, we, think we, we, we afford- were doing
2: so well that we could have afforded from that point then to actually go for every game and try, instead of trying to nick a point away, trying to get three, lose two, win one maybe. You know what I mean? He, he could have afforded to go with that ethos. But, you know, you can see why people are pissed off with it. No, well, I, I
4: definitely can anyway. Uh, Shall we leave Villa behind us? Yeah, let's put
5: Villa
2: behind us. Just as I was saying to you as well, we've got the lowest away scoring record in the yeah, whole well in football Yeah, well, that's obvious League.
5: to be seen. And our home record is very good. And we, we can't quite work it out. You know, they're obviously playing with more passion. And, you know, and something's happening there. But I don't know. I, I don't think that you can just blame it all on Sam. Well. He's an experienced manager. Never been relegated.
4: Well, We'll leave that there then. Let's leave that one there. Uh, Sean, do you want to introduce this interview uh, with the yeah West Ham legend?
5: Yeah, it's a guy that uh, John and myself watched from the South Bank during the 80s. Uh, we never thought he got enough recognition, and I think that's fully recognised. He's uh, working for the FA now, and he worked for the PFA before that. Um, it's not a name that everyone recognises, um, but I believe he's, he's a legend. Uh, former Hammer. It's Jeff Pike. And we welcome to More Than Just a Podcast. Uh, he played 372 appearances for West Ham, scoring 41 goals. He started in 1975. He left in 1987. Uh, West Ham legend, Jeff Pike. Welcome, Jeff.
7: Uh, good morning.
5: Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of appearances, a lot of goals.
7: Um, Well not so many goals, no. Uh, I'd like that to have been a bit better, but uh, the role I played in the team at the time with uh, um, Sir Trevor Brookin as such uh, was very much a a role which uh, maintained uh, a support mechanism for Trevor to be able to launch his uh, forays forward as such.
5: Yeah, so I I think if I've got my research right, you're an East End boy, uh, joined West Ham in 1975.
7: Tell us how that came about. Um, yeah, I, I am. Uh, I, my, my parents uh, and my grandparents all lived in and around the area and were West Ham supporters. Uh, prior to my to my birth, uh, we moved out. Uh...
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
7: South Auckland and my parents and I, uh, uh, when I was only a couple of years old. So, uh, uh, but we obviously still kept the links uh, with West Ham because my grandparents still lived in and around the area. Um, I actually joined West Ham in '72 um, uh, as an apprentice. Um, in '75, '76 was around the time I made my debut in the first team um, in. Uh, in the season that we was in the uh, Cup Winners' Cup after successfully winning the FA Cup in 75. But prior to that, I'd actually went to the club as a 10-year-old in 1966. Uh, and my relationship with uh, John Lyle, who was then the youth team coach, was uh, uh, quite prominent in my career because uh, John took me on board as a 10-year-old, training on a Tuesday and Thursday evening in various uh uh, various venues that, uh, that West Ham could obtain at that particular time, including the um, uh, the forecourt at Upton Park, which was a concrete forecourt, which was the only area we could use at certain times of the year. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, John had a, a massive impact on my career throughout. And, uh, you know, so uh, when I joined in 72, he'd just become the, uh, the first team coach with Ron Greenwood. So, uh, um, you know, he was the one that gave me my my first team debut, so as I say, the relationship has been quite strong all the way through.
5: Yeah, well, I also uh, researched that you were in the 1975 uh, FA Youth Cup Final uh, with some other famous faces. I've got on my list Alvin Martin, Paul Brush, Alan Kerbishley um, uh, in a final against Ipswich. Is is that correct? Yes, that's true,
7: yeah. Unfortunately, I think... uh, uh, from from recollection, uh, we played the first leg at Upton Park, and uh, Ipswich had a team out uh, that that included people like uh, Keith Birchin, Alan Brazil, Eric Gates, a number of players that had actually played or were going on to play in, in Ipswich's first team and be very successful. Um, and I think uh, Terry Butcher might have been playing, and um, uh, a, a number of others, as I say. So they were a very, very strong side at the time, and unfortunately they beat us quite convincingly at Upton Park. And, and from recollection, I think we had about twelve thousand fans there that night, which was terrific to support uh, the youth team at that particular time. Uh, we, we fared a lot better at uh, Portman Road in the replay, but unfortunately lost over the two leg final. But uh, yes, Alan Kirby and Bro- uh, Paul Brush were there. Alvin was there. So uh, you know, out of that particular era, you know, we didn't do too bad really. Yeah, and, and obviously, uh, the current crop in
5: the FA Youth Club, unfortunately, have just gone out to, uh, Spurs, uh, last week. And, uh, obviously we've got Joey Cole back, uh, who was in that, that winning side, um, back in 2000, wasn't he, with, um, with Carrick and, uh, I think a young Frank Lampard as well. So it, it's good to see that the youth is still carrying on under, under Tony Carr. Um, so, my next... So
7: it's, it, 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 with that, I mean, it's terrific, really. I mean, uh, you know, if you, if you want to sort of uh, uh, look at a model of producing young players over many years, then it would be difficult to go anywhere else apart from West Ham because of the number of players that I have produced. Um, I'd like to know Tony's secret formula because if you knew that, I think you uh, you could probably have a career of, uh, of no as Tony has, and I must say at this particular point that um, he deserves
5: a massive pat on the back. Yeah, maybe, maybe a Sir. I know he's got his MBE, maybe, maybe a knighthood at some point, and hopefully he's not going to retire any time <laughs> soon. Um, I, I'm not sure
7: about Sir Tony Carl,
5: but certainly <laughs> a, a, an MBE. I mean, yeah, I mean, he deserves all of that. Excellent. Um, moving on to, I've got your first debut um, in a match uh, against Spurs in November 6th of November 1976 I know you came on as a sub against Birmingham but we won't talk about that we'll talk about the Spurs game (laughs)
7: 5-3 wasn't it yeah it was yes Uh, and yeah you're right uh, that was my first uh, my full debut Uh, it it would have been against Birmingham if uh, a lad called Yilmaz Orhan had been truthful and decided that he wasn't fit uh to play um at that particular time, John was the manager, but he actually got ill and ron greenwood took took the the team on the day and Yilmaz uh um uh, said that he was definitely fit to play because he was a young player at the time and obviously wanted to play in the first team and played in the first half, and it was uh, uh, massively evident that he that he wasn't fit and that he was injured and he came off at half time so in reality, Birmingham could have been my full debut uh, if uh, Yilmaz had been uh, had been truthful at the start. But uh, like every young player, you would expect them to to want to play, and uh, I don't hold it against him in any way. But the the Spurs game obviously was a you know was a great game to actually uh, make your debut in. Obviously, London derby and probably our fiercest rivals, and and to come away with a 5-3 victory was uh, was uh, very memorable.
5: Yeah, fast forward another year, um, and uh, again, my research says, um, I, 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 I don't remember this game personally, I was a, I was a bit, uh, I think I was about nine at the time, um, the uh, famous game at uh, Man United, or was it uh, at uh, the bowling, 4-2 where you scored, and I believe that kept us up for uh, that season, That was, that was in 77.
7: Uh, that's correct i mean there's there's a bit more to that story unfortunately um uh, basically the situation was we had two games left uh um of the season and um it was two two points for a win and not three points for a win then as we go back quite some time uh and uh, we had two games left as i say and on the Saturday we was away at liverpool Uh, at Anfield, and they needed a point to win the championship at that particular time. And then, obviously, we had the game uh, on Monday night against Manchester United. And over the two games, we needed three points to actually maintain our status in Division 1. We went to Liverpool on the Saturday, and we drew 0-0, and we camped in our penalty area for 90 minutes. And I think Keegan hit the post, and Toshek and all them were playing at the time, and uh, we managed to survive. and and scraped a point at Anfield, which gave us an opportunity on the Monday night. Um, And the the, the story is really that um, uh, Manchester United scored quite early on. I think Gordon Hill scored. Um, And then um, about 25, 30 minutes into the game, uh, Frank Lampard, obviously old Frank Lampard, equalised with a, a stunning shot from about 30 yards, I think. And then just prior to half time, we had a penalty uh, given to us, and at that particular time, I was the penalty taker, uh, being a young lad and you know sort of uh, fearless at that particular time and in the situation we was in. I would scored two previous penalties that that season or earlier on that season, so it was a, a situation that was sort of set up. But unfortunately, I missed the penalty, which was a couple of minutes before half time uh yeah someone did mention see, uh, that when I
5: asked some fans a few <laughs> <laughs> some people i couldn't find that but a few people did remember that and mention that to me
7: yeah i mean it it it's it's sort of part of the story really because um you know uh, john John was very good in the respect of uh, uh reading players' thoughts and reading players' moods and things like that. It was quite probably a, a, one of the first uh, sort of sports psychologist if you like because he was very good at, at, at picking those things up and uh, at half time he knew we we'd actually played very well and we was on top uh, it was just the scoreline was one all and um he he didn't actually say very much at half time at all we just said look you know just go out and do do it for him and uh, and pointed at me uh, because of missing the penalty and being a young lad and we went yeah. out in the second half and uh, um, uh, the ball went up to John Radford, who had played all season for us and not scored a goal as a centre-forward. Uh, and he laid it off, and I scored with a shot from the edge of the penalty area. And, and the rest is history, I suppose. Yeah. He went on and won the game 4-2. Uh, part of that story, uh, actually, is that the very next day uh, after that game, I got up and flew out to uh, America to play in the North American Soccer League, the NASL. Uh, there was a lot of lone players going out there at that particular time, and three days after that game, uh, I played in a game against New York Cosmos when Pele was playing for them. So, uh, you know, the the whole story is quite sort of prominent in in my football career yeah. because to have the opportunity to play against uh, an absolute legend of the game uh, is uh, is something that you'll never forget.
5: Yeah, absolutely. um and, of course, the other, I'm sure, memorable bit that I'm sure you wouldn't know I'd bring up is is the 1980 FA Cup. Uh, I'm sure your FA Cup winner's medal is in pride of place. Um,
7: Very much so, yes.
5: Uh, Brian Clough uh, um, described you as a key man, I believe, on the ITV coverage. Um, but when I've spoken to people, people say about you, unhero, the forgotten man, didn't get enough recognition at West Ham. Is, is is that something you believe or, or think that?
7: Um, I think I was undervalued. Uh um not by the not by the players, uh, because uh Billy Bonds has said uh, to me in private over a number of occasions when we've met up since we've finished playing, uh, that uh, you know, he while whilst playing uh in the same team he didn't realise how good a player I was until he comes away and thinks about it afterwards, and the contribution that I made within the with the team. Um, so uh, I think I was undervalued a little bit by the supporters because, and th- this is no disrespect to them in any way, because we had some terrific players at the time, Bill being one of them, uh, Trevor obviously, Alan Devonshire, Alvin, uh, Phil Parks, um, you know, uh, and a great favourite of theirs, uh, David Cross. You know, was uh, you know, and we we had we actually had a very very good team, and I was just part of that team, and it was I, I don't know whether it, whether you could say it was a missing cog or whatever, but um, you know, once uh, you know, it, it was a situation that that seemed to just sort of fit at that particular time. I suppose it's a little bit like you know, you, you become a manager of a football club or a coach of a football team, and sometimes you fall upon. Uh, a situation or a team that actually works and, and fits together what actually happened was Paul Allen who made his uh, who became the youngest ever player to play in an FA Cup final uh, in the 1980 game was due to be sort of starting central midfield uh, the following season but he got injured in a pre-season game and I played in that position and it worked uh, and I ended up starting the season, I think I ended up playing in every single game and something like 65 games that year uh, and it just seemed to sort of fall into place uh, a little bit similar to the situation we had a couple of years later when uh, Frank McAvney joined the club and the original idea was Tony Cotty and Paul Goddard to be the front runners and Frank McAvney to be the Trevor Brooking role uh, and play just behind them and Paul got injured uh, early part of the season in pre-season and Frank went up front and the the uh, the partnership was was forged and, uh, and formulated, and it just seemed to fall into place. But so sometimes you've got to be a little bit lucky, uh, yeah. uh, and sometimes you, you know, you've got to use your your knowledge and understanding to be able to put things right. But
5: yeah, well, I I, I I when I asked people on Twitter, a lot of people warmly remembered you, and you know, so I, I guess people look back and and realise the contribution you made to the club. I mean, well, I know we spoke yeah. to Crossy last last season. Uh, he joined Twitter, and we, we've spoken to both Cotty and, and Alvin Martin and uh, uh, Stuart Slater, etc. cetera. Is, is that something you've ever considered, joining Twitter to, you know, um, talk to some of the fans?
7: Um, and, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very um, a, a, a electronically minded as such. I can just about do emails and do texts on phones and things like that. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't actually like the situation. I don't like social networks anyway. Yeah. Uh, I am—I'm uh, on Facebook, but I never ever go on it. I never—I'm uh, on—I'm on that LinkedIn thing, yeah. uh, but I never go on that. I, whenever I get anything come through, I generally delete it immediately. Um, it doesn't inspire me one little bit. I'm not actually interested in it. I'm not actually interested in what someone else is—is is eating or drinking at that particular time. Uh, and plus the fact that I haven't actually got the time to do it. Um, I'm not sure that the FA would, um, uh, would endorse something like that as well. So, uh, you know, from my own personal perspective, I'll, I'm going to keep well clear of that. On my yeah, way.
5: fair enough. So it went on, uh, part of the team that won, uh, Division Two champions, 81, 80-81. And of course, year afterwards, the league, um, League Cup as well. Uh, runners up.
7: that's right. I mean, that that was the following season. We'd won the Cup in 1980 and, uh, I mean, the following season we played something like 60-67 games, something like that and that included uh, reaching the League Cup final, it included getting to the quarter-finals of the FA Cup uh, and unfortunately getting beat by Liverpool at Anfield, which we didn't deserve to and uh, reaching the quarter-finals of the the European Cup Winners' Cup um, and getting beat uh, by a Russian team called... uh, at the time, D- uh Dinamo which were uh, basically the Russian national team, so you know we we had quite an experience that year. And, and as I say, I played in every single game that year, uh, didn't uh, didn't miss a game at all. So uh, I'm quite proud of that fact, really. Yeah. You know When uh, when you look at players now, who uh, and they play a lot less games, and they've got they're saying they've got to rest them here and rest them there, and. You know they've got a, a squad rotation system, and they end up playing something like 35 games a year. And you think, well, hang on a minute. You know, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit sometimes wary of that. Uh, uh, you know, this. Uh, you know, I think players have got more in them than they than they're, they're expected of now. So, uh, but that that's that's something that I suppose is a little bit uh, old-fashioned in the sense because a lot of um, sports scientists now are, are the ones that. Uh, uh, determine whether the players are fit and healthy uh, and ready to go or not because of yeah. the, uh, all the systems in place. But uh, And I'm not sure I agree with that all the time, but uh, that's probably me being old.
4: So that's part one of the Jeff Pike interview. You can hear part two on next week's podcast.
5: Well, not next week's podcast because we're doing a Bobby Moore. Week after that. Week after. On the um, if you want to hear more. Spurs game. Yeah. Yes. Well, we I won't be on we'll a Monday be either. A Monday, yeah. yeah, so or we'll be on a Tuesday. We'll be on. So we'll yeah. work it out. So, mm-hmm. and w- what time is it now, George? It's time for.
4: Yes, it is. It's time for Facebook Twitter question time. We've had quite a lot of Facebook Twitter questions in today, haven't we?
5: Yeah, we have uh, some paper. We asked about the run in. Well, I asked about the running. We're in two sections: away games and home games. But I think we should do the away first George
4: mm. yes I don't understand what you mean
5: so we asked you've only asked about the away game no it's on the second page that you've got over there that you oh haven't right, even okay. picked up Unbelievable. away
4: games then shocking even I know what's uh, going sure on Sean basically asked on the more than just a podcast Facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast um, what will we get out of our remaining away games so this is Stoke Chelsea, Southampton, Liverpool, City and Everton. Hard. Daniel Barnes, at D Barnesy says, I think five points at the most, but that's being realistic. Mark Ralph says, at Mark, no, is at Mark Ralph, WHUFC. He says, it's going to be a breeze. 18 points from all of those games. Hashtag believe. Hashtag deluded, I say. Stuart Williams says, that's <laughs> an easy one. It's a round number zero realistic WHUFC underscore news says one or two points home record will keep us safe George Stone says only game I can see us getting anything from is Southampton so I'm going to go with an optimistic one mm. John Seals says we'll get a freak win somewhere Everton or maybe Stoke and a point to Southampton Dwight Hostler says less than less than we have gained from the last six away matches how many is that <laughs> not many probably none yeah probably mm. Per Vida Rude says, how about two? Stephen, W-H-O, says four points. Gav Smith says two.
5: Yeah, and then we've got the Facebook stuff. But um, before we do that, I'd like to ask John's... Uh, oh, no, John hasn't answered. I'd like to ask Rhys, what do you think out of those six games? How many points? One. One. George?
4: I think, we'll Nick a win and a draw. I think four.
2: John? I reckon we'll get a couple of draws at best. Two points. Okay.
4: I think we're we'll nickel win at Southampton, maybe.
5: Mm. So we've got, oh, we've got about six answers on Facebook, George. Or Chelsea.
4: Yeah. Good Um Sean Whetstone mm-hmm. says Stoke draw one point. So okay. Can we count on the way? Yeah. Stoke no, draw. No, this
2: isn't where he got it wrong, it was on the other one.
5: Chelsea, it? Yeah. yeah, it is. On yeah. the
4: other sheet, he got it all wrong. <laughs> Stoke draw one point. Chelsea lost zero. Southampton win three points. Liverpool lost zero. Manchester City lost zero. Everton lost zero. So four points on the road, maximum in my personal opinion. Thanks, Sean. Mm, that's all right. Michael Johnson says Southampton's our only chance of a points away this season. It's all about the home form to get us to forty points now. Absolute shocker result at Villa. Gary Prince says we'll get a lucky nil nil somewhere but lose the rest. Ooh, Dave harsh. O'Meara says simple. Chelsea, Liverpool and City draw at home to Spurs and Vullard 40 points. Britton Rose says 4 max, probably 0 or 1. <laughs> Nigel Kahn says 0, we will lose the lot. Survive by a skin of our teeth. Owners will wake up and not give Big Fat Sam a new contract. We won't get the OS. Di Canio will turn to play up front. Trevor Rookin will be manager and we can all dream. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nice
5: one, Nigel. <laughs> so that's the away games. But we've been relying on our home form, haven't we, George? So I asked the same question.
4: You asked the same question. So the home games remaining are Spurs, United, West Brom, Wigan, Newcastle, Reading. How many points do you think we can expect from our home run-in? Mm-hmm. Joe is so bored like says 11 points. Mr. <laughs> Kipling <laughs> says Beep Grund Day says 6 to 9 I'd say. Lee Barnes 30 could get 13 from that he says. We realistically get 6 or 7. Big Ken Dave says 7. Daniel Barnes 8 I would say. Uh, Simon King says 7 points minimum I reckon 10 though. Paul Holland reckons 12. Paul Holland at 1987 Rich Keith's RJ Keith says 7 points and on Facebook so this is where Sean messes it up thanks so listen everyone Sean <coughs> Whetstone says Spurs lost 0 points so that's 0 Man United lost 0 points so that's still 0 West Brom draw 1 point that's 1 Wigan win 3 points so that's 4 all in total Newcastle draw one point. That's five. Oh, you've changed it. No, I haven't. Yes, you did. (laughs) You changed it. Go and check Facebook. you edited it. You can not fair.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You can't can't edit Facebook, can you? nine. You can edit your
2: comments. What? You can edit your comments. Sean,
4: you're such a liar. (laughs) You can see Sean's face now. (laughs) Sean put a total of eight points. Briefly, uh, before I changed it. Through, through, One, for, from all his predictions, uh, and then summarised his total to nine points.
5: But it says eight on Facebook and computed the post <sighs> because
4: you edited it. Mm. But Nigel Kahn picked you up on it. He did, he did. And he said, before you edited it, I came on here to put nine, but then <laughs> I noticed that that would mean agreeing with Sean, who knows F4 about football. But then Harsh. I counted Sean's points tally, Harsh. and noticed it adds up to eight. So, safe in the knowledge, my point is proven about him. <laughs> I'll stick to nine. <laughs> it did make me laugh, Nigel. Gary Prince says sit between six and ten looks about right. Michael Johnson says we can get ten out of those games. John Bucci. Wow, says, this is his second Facebook post sure, ever. Learn it? to count seven and will be enough this year. And that's it. From well, you miscounted then. Oh, no, your seven is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, seven points so will be, be enough
2: this year to keep us up.
4: So that's it, that's it. So yeah, that's it.
5: That was a lot. There was a lot more comments than that, but we couldn't read them all out because it uh, was so many. tedious. Yeah, but well, thank you for yeah,
4: commenting. And, uh, yeah. anyway. Yes, huh? thank you very much. Thank K- you for commenting. sending your comments in
2: anyway.
5: Yeah, thank you for all of your comments, and uh, yeah, we're we'll we're tracking that as as the number gets lower and lower. Uh, we'll be looking at the the run in, but anyway, prediction time, George. Spurs. Yeah, let's do Spurs, because we're doing a Bobby Moore special. We won't be discussing anything except uh, Bobby, will we, on that one. So let's do the prediction for Spurs.
4: 2-1 West Ham.
5: You're going, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. John?
4: (laughs) 2-0. You coming? No.
5: Why not?
2: Because I can't.
5: For what reason?
2: Many reasons. He is
3: you just can't be Robot.
2: asked. It's just sucking the life out of me. Yeah, well, that's what I thought you were going to
5: say. What did you say the position was? 2-0. Two 2-0 nil. Two nil West Ham? Nah, Tottenham.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Reese. Oh. I'm going to go with a 4-4. Four, four. What? I'm just going to throw it out there. Eight know. goals? I, d- I don't think no team can defend. Except Tottenham's. <laughs> but they'll have an off day.
5: <laughs> right, I'm going to go... <laughs> for Cheeky 1-0 Defoe own goal
2: mm-hmm. Defoe mm-hmm. won't be playing no he's, 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 injured.
5: he's injured isn't he yeah Gareth Bale own goal 1-0 <laughs> I don't uh, think miss Gore but yeah own goal
4: thank you for listening to <laughs> Monster Podcast podcast this week wasn't as miserable as it could have been
5: we're not Smoothly as down yeah. as we could be no. in but Sam we still trust
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. It's goodbye from me, George. I think we should stay, shouldn't we? Yeah. Who's going to say goodbye next? Oh, uh, bye. Bye. Sure.
5: I'll bye. say goodbye and we'll be back for the Bobby Moore special
4: next week, Ruth. Yes. Yeah, same here. Listen up for the Bobby Moore special next week. Um, thanks for listening. Come on your own. Come on your own. You you goodbye.
5: Bobby Moore. More
0: than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. I'm just a podcast.